Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Couples Develop podcast. My name is Bridget, and I'm a marriage and family therapy graduate student, and I am here with my boyfriend, Justin, who's a financial planner, and we are here to talk about the things that we're doing, reading, interested in, and listening to to lead exceptional lives in an exceptional relationship. So we're so glad you're joining us once again. Hello, everybody. So as of late... We have had a lot of fun with various dates that we've been going on, and one activity that we've done that we thought was uh, both fun and beneficial for our relationship is having a game night, and we played several games, but we actually played one of Justin's favorite games, so I will let Justin lead us off. Well, uh, we played the game Monopoly, which most people probably have played once in their lives, Uh, when I shared with Bridget it was the night before Thanksgiving that I wanted to play or I chose that game. She's heard of it. She maybe played it a little, but I had to teach her a fair amount of it. And one of the reasons why I like the game is because not only is it competitive, uh, but it's also, you know, it's a game. It can get exciting. And I played it a lot as a kid. And even as I grew up, I remember hearing, for those of you who have heard of Damon John, he's one of the sharks on Shark Tank. He's always said when he wants to get to know somebody real well, he he chooses to play a game of Monopoly with them, typically because over a course, I mean, the bad rap on Monopoly is that it's a long game. But if you're trying to get to know someone, because of how long it is and because of how the game works, you can tend to see how someone really is in their character. So uh, Damon John always loves playing that game for that purposes. And I thought, well, I haven't played that so long. So Bridget and I did. And wow, let's just say Bridget and I had a very good time. You know, we've been dating for two years and some of the fun, friendly, competitive things we said to one another, I didn't know Bridget had it in her uh, to, to be able to talk some talk some trash to me uh, that she was winning the game. So it was, it was, I mean, we played for like three and a half hours and it felt like 15 minutes uh, because it was such good company, obviously. Um, and the game is good too. Uh, but so I, I thought it was a, we determined at the end that we wanted to find other couples to play with as a team and uh, take them down together. And Justin, throughout the game and after, taught me a lot of strategy to improve our competition when we when we do meet said couples for a game night. Well, yeah, I didn't want to tell her the strategy while we were playing because yeah, she not. was she was that. winning, she was doing really well, and I couldn't let her beat me the first time. And it was boardwalk that lost the game for me, wasn't it? I tricked you. <laughs> sure, you did. I had no idea. I don't know. I mean, Justin's absolutely right. I think it's really fun when you have an activity as a couple that brings out different sides of each other. I mean, hopefully still positive sides that don't make you be concerned (laughs) about your relationship. But it's always good to just see your partner in a different light and just see um, what new things you learn about them. Again, hopefully positive things. But I think you appreciated the trash talk and the competitiveness. I did. I learned that Bridget has it in her to trash talk. I before I didn't think she she had that bone in her body, but it's fully developed. Let's just say that way. <laughs> All in good fun. So, uh, with it being the Christmas time holiday spirit, 
there's been a couple other things that we thought that were relevant of, you know, since people listening to this podcast want to have great relationships, great lives of some of the mundane Christmas activities that could be used to help strengthen each other's relationships. So uh, some of the things that Bridget and I thought of. Uh, well, why don't you touch on a Bridget? Sure. Yeah, the first of a couple is, um, so at uh, where Justin lives, there is um, a beautiful park with beautiful Christmas lights um, that they put up every year. Um, and it is just spectacular. The first year that he showed me, um, we were like walking up a hill. And then when we got to the top of the hill, we were overlooking the whole setup and all the Christmas lights. And it was just absolutely magical. Um, so we loved doing that last year. And then this year we've spent um, a little bit more time in the park just looking at the Christmas lights and enjoying each other's company. We brought um, some books there with some hot chocolate. One time we walked through several times. And I just think there's something to be said. I mean, Christmas is definitely a favorite time for both of us. Um, but I think, too, just, you know, so I think it's a magical time and a happy time in general. But I think especially in a year like 2020, it's really nice to have something feel normal and joyful and just celebrate the holiday season in any way you can. So I really feel like seeing the Christmas lights was something that personally brought me joy um, in an in a unique year. Well, and you pair it with the Christmas music, and in a way, it, it can, especially if you have some eggnog, can really make you feel as if the year is not 2020, but a, a different one. So uh, I don't know about my the listeners, but the cr- Christmas music, there is something to it that it makes me feel like it is such a, a magical time of the year, even though it is 2020. Absolutely. And I think just nice to know that um, it's it's still Christmas, even in the midst of 2020 and all the uncertainty and things that this year has thrown at us and years before have thrown at us and years in the future will absolutely throw at us. It's just nice to know that in the midst of all that, there's still Christmas and there's still celebration and there's still joy and things to be grateful for. So I completely agree with the lights and the Christmas music that that can really bring those things to light. Yeah, so a random date idea you can do if you live nearby a park uh, that has Christmas lights, take a book, uh, bring a nightlight, and or not a light light, but a, a um, you know a book reader light, and just sit down and talk about some one of your favorite books with one another, or bring one of your favorite child children's book and talk about it. Because if you look around and just to be surrounded by Christmas lights, it's a it's a magical feeling. I completely agree, and I think especially, I know we've talked about before on the podcast, just being able to change up your dates and change up your change up your scenery as much as you can to avoid the mundaneness, and a lot of us are, you know, working from home, um, doing school from home, living at home, all that kind of stuff. So um, going to a park, especially with Christmas lights up, is, is, an, is a change of scenery in a really positive way. And bring hot cocoa or eggnog. Yes. And... That leads us, so those are outside decorations, but uh, Bridget, I'll let you talk about the uh, potential ways to improve your relationship if you're putting Christmas decorations up together on the inside. Ways to improve a relationship. Teamwork. Well, so you helped me put my Christmas Mm -hmm. decorations up uh, two weeks ago, and I thought it was a, um, so I, I live in a condo. Bridget and I don't live together. And from my perspective, I know where the decorations go, but Bridget doesn't. And so 
my male more oriented mind of this goes here, this goes here, need to do this as quickly as possible. Uh, Bridget wants to help. And how do I uh, effectively communicate to her in a nice tone of, oh, that goes over there. Oh, no, that goes on last or we'll wait to do that. Um, so for myself, I found it a, a good exercise to go through on just how your uh, partner can't read your mind as to what what should be done as there's no one right way on how to do things for for something as particular as Christmas decorations can be. Right. And I mean, I feel like too, I mean, there's something to be said also about, I mean, that was a date and it was also a task to be completed. Well, it and was the, a mix. And the Packers were on at the same yes, time. Yes, yeah, we, we had a lot going on. But, I mean, it was really, it was nice to, um, yeah, I mean, Justin, they were, you know, and it was in his home, and he um, kind of knew, like he was saying, where things went, and I was going along with it, and we, um, I think it was a two-person job. I think it, it turned out well, and so it was interesting to have, you know, the fun date idea of um, putting up Christmas lights, Christmas decorations, and how fun that is, but then also weave in communication and completing a task. And watching the Packers. And doing it in a in a nice way that both people at the end of it, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. But uh, Bridget and I's focus in our relationship is always to be uh, maintaining the best tones with one another, even if we feel rushed or stressed or something, because a tone goes a long way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um. Something else um, that I've, I really appreciated this week that Justin did and that I really wanted to mention on the podcast is, um, and, and Justin and I have done kind of variations of this um, in our texting throughout the day, um, but Justin asked me to think of a memory, of, a favorite memory of that day and just to text it to him. And that we've experienced. That we've experienced together. And <laughs> Not I, any memory. Yeah. <laughs> My memories were limited. They had to involve him, I guess. I couldn't just pick something random. Um, but at first, I was kind of caught off guard because I thought that he was going to um, say, you know, oh, do you remember this time last year we were doing this? Like he had seen a picture on Facebook or Time Hop or, you know, just something. I Maybe. don't have Time Hop. Well, I have Amazon. I fig- Okay, Amazon. <laughs> I don't know what you would have looked at to see. But I knew that I didn't have a picture from this time last year of knowing. But then he said, no, just any memory. And it was just cool because, I mean, we've done that um, – Throughout our texting, sometimes we'll do like, oh, a song of the day or a a quote of the day or an affirmation of the day or just something like that. And and he and I both just kind of do that interchangeably, not as a daily thing, but just kind of something that we're thinking of. And it when Justin asked me to think of a memory of us, um, it definitely just brought joy to my day and, and something simple of just remembering a past memory. And I just I think that can be a really fun way to sort of spice up your your daily communication and just bring a little bit of joy and thankfulness for your partner um, to bring up, you know, a favorite quote or a favorite song or a favorite memory or something that reminds you of the other person or just has inspired you that day. And I think that can really add to your conversation on just a random day. It's a neat thing to just randomly ask without thinking like, okay, it's December. What did we do last December? But I'm just thinking in general, what's a fun date that comes to mind? And 
and they got to be fun dates. You can't think of, oh, which date was I excited for to get it over with. That's the caveat. It has to be positive. And I think that it it brings in um, something that I think is really important in relationships is to um, think positively of your partner hopefully when you're with them, but also when you're not with them. Um, you know, and I think this is a really great way to do that of just sort of remembering your partner when you're apart. And I think that really adds to the joy and the excitement when you do see each other in person. So I think this is a way that you can do that tangibly. Bridget made me feel good about myself the other day when, when she randomly told me that she was happy we have fun in our relationship. And I was like, well, I hope so. We've been seeing each other for a long time. I hope you we would you don't keep seeing me and are dreading, oh God, I'm gonna go see Justin again. Boring old Justin. So and to quote SpongeBob, fun is important. Finding those things is great. I just I was feeling so grateful that we still have fun together, so I just had to tell you. Still having fun, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, did we, was there anything else that came to mind that you wanted to chat about? Uh, I had a couple uh, book recommendations of things I've been reading okay. or rereading. In college, I read the book um, by, well, first off, the author, Don Miguel Ruiz. He has written a couple of great books, some of them being like The Four Agreements, The Mastery of Love, and The Five Levels of Attachment. And... Uh, in my own life, knowing that I've read that in the past, I was like, you know what? I actually need to reread uh, what he wrote on the five levels of attachment. And it's just a good uh, refresher for me. So anyone that can feel that if they don't, if in their, if in your own life, you feel that you feel attached to a certain outcome or you feel stressed, worried, nervous on a specific result, uh, I, I would encourage you to read that book because I think it helps provide mindfulness to and self-discovery to how you're currently seeing the world. And it sounds like you're saying, I haven't read the book, but it sounds really interesting. It sounds like it helps you gain awareness or better understanding of yourself and, and how you see the world and how there's there's strengths in that and maybe also areas to... Yeah, it gives you it gives you an an idea of what you are attaching your identity to. For example, that in the book he uses an example of providing he gives goes into detail about like what the five different levels of attachment look like. And to use a visual, he first starts off by saying you watch some random kids at recess or something play a game of soccer. Um, that would be a level one level of att- of attachment because you are you really don't care who wins you don't know the kids mm-hmm. or whatever and once recess is done you go about your day versus okay. level five uh, you follow a, a soccer team and your whole day is based on the outcome of that game and uh, you are if if your team loses you like punch the TV or you'll commit crime or something like that and basically what he was talking about is most people aren't aware of the level of attachment they have to particular things and so it was just for me it was something a book that I wanted to be reflective on and I I think it's a great book for when the time is right in your life that sounds really fascinating I can see how that would be very helpful so thank you for sharing I want to read that book 
That's why I will take your recommendation. I'm rereading it. You can't. You get it after I'm done. Okay, I'll get it after you're done. Um, Well, good. Yeah, I like... That's a great recommendation. And um, my recommendation is a book that was uh, recommended to me by my supervisor. Um, It's called The Lies We Believe, and I'm forgetting the author, but I will link both Justin's book recommendation and mine in the show notes so that you guys can check them out. Um, But the book is called The Lies We Believe, and it is all about just common... Um, lies that people believe in that really dictate if gone unnoticed the trajectory of your life Um, you know just couple things like I must be perfect at everything I um, I must have everyone's love and approval Um, just seemingly subtle things like that that can show up in big ways and small ways in our life but just through reading the book it was provided to me by by my supervisor, um, to work with clients on how some of these lies are showing up in their lives and just gain some more awareness and understanding about how to address these things with clients. But it was really eye-opening to me about how much um, seemingly simple things like that, again, when gone unchecked, can really show up in big and small ways in your life. And I think it's really important um, to kind of go along with Justin's point of just having awareness of who you are and what you're attached to and the lens and the perspectives that you're viewing through your life and to to notice those things non-judgmentally and to just under I think it can be fascinating to recognize you know where we've come from and the experiences that we've had that have led us to our mindsets and our perspectives and the lens through which we see things Um, but then also get awareness and tools on how to change the things we can or just become more mindful um, of those aspects of ourselves so that is the book that I am reading, and I will link both of them. All right. Well said, Bridget. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, we you can reach us at couplesdevelop at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you with any uh, comments, questions, uh, different topics you guys want to hear about. We'd love to hear from you. And until then, we will catch you guys next time on the Couples Develop podcast. Take care.